You're listening to a 58 Ember production. Hey, welcome to Here For It. I'm your host, Erica Muller. Each week, we'll be talking all things life, fashion and beauty, personal development, and probably some pop culture along the way as well. Here For It is your weekly space to get grounded, regroup, and be inspired to live your best life. Because really, we're all figuring it out as we go. And I'm so here for it. Hello, hello. Welcome back to Here For It. I'm your host, Erica Muller. For anyone new around here, welcome. I'm so happy to have you. I'm really excited for today's episode because it's all about you. Here For You. It's the advice column segment for the show. And you guys have been submitting such great questions and I'm really excited. I took like a peek at them, but Emily is here today and she has all of them ready to go. And so we'll get to those in like a little bit, but I'm really excited to, in as best way I can, provide some support. (laughs) And I say that with like a grain of salt because like, let me, I guess I should preface this. Like you guys know your life. I'm getting a very small snippet of what is going on in a situation. And so with the little information that I have, I will do my absolute best to give you the best advice that I can think of. But at the end of the day, I'm not a therapist. I'm not a counselor. I'm not any of those things. And so you have to trust your own gut, make your own judgments, and take everything I say with a grain of salt. So just putting that out there. I cannot be held responsible (laughs) for any decisions made. Totally. Yeah. So Emily is here, like I said, and we'll get to that in a second. But I wanted to just like chat for a minute with her because I feel like it's been a minute since her and I have like sat down and talked for the podcast. I know. It actually, yeah, it has been a minute for sure. Yeah. So I'm excited that you're here today. Yeah. And I have a list of just random questions because I feel like one of our ideas for this season is just to like learn more about you and so I feel like these are just kind of fun random things that maybe people wouldn't know otherwise okay and so okay the first one what temperature do you set your thermostat to and does it change throughout the day or with the season Ooh, okay this is a good question so this is actually interesting because now my place here, I don't have a thermostat. I have a radiator. Oh, really? Yeah. And I've never had a radiator before. So, like, it's controlled by the building. And yeah. all I can do, it's based on the temperature outside. And the only adjustments I can do is, like, I can open and close the valve. But I don't know. Mm-hmm. I have no idea what temperature it's set to. But I will tell you, it's warm. Like, it's warm in there. Yeah. It's felt like summer in my apartment all winter. Um, And part of the reason for that is because I've never dealt with a radiator before. So this was a new experience. Um, They're really loud. They are. And they clank and they whistle. And they had like the engineer come out and look at them for me. And finally, because it was waking me up every night and I was like, what have I done? Like, I, I cannot live here. Um, but they got it figured out to the point where it's pretty, it's as quiet as it can be. And I'm too scared to adjust any of the valves mm-hmm. for fear of it waking me up all the time again. Um, so it's been warm, but 
I have no idea like what temperature to tell you that is. Wait, that's so funny. Can you control? Because my experience with radiators has been then at one point they'll just switch it off and there'll be no more heat. Yeah. And then can you control the air? Yeah. Okay. So I have like, which is also new to me, like I don't actually have like air conditioning. I have like a little window thing. Yeah. Um, and I only, I've only had to use that like twice so far. And then like, it's not in my window anymore right now because of winter. Um, okay. And that does have like a little remote and like a temperature you can set it to, but I don't know what temperature I like yet. That's so <laughs> funny. Do you know, Are would you normally keep your house cold or warm? I'm more on the warm side for sure. Like okay. I don't enjoy being cold. If I'm cold, like if I wake up in the middle of the night and I'm cold or anything like that, like I don't like being cold in the house. I want to be very comfortable. And I think most people yeah. would tell me it's hot in here. Okay. Interesting. Because, yeah, I'm a – like I love it cold. Oh, my God. Like I want to be cozy. And at night, like we have it really cold. I just am like I want to wear a tank top. And, like, I don't want to have to wear 600 sweatshirts and all the blankets. So I definitely, yeah, I like it warm. Well, now we know. (laughs) (laughs) But, okay, so now I want to get into questions that you guys have or advice you need. Um, So, Emily, read away. (laughs) I know. I'm excited. I try to pick some in a few different areas so that they weren't all similar okay okay the first one what advice would you have for a new podcaster i'm finally starting a wellness podcast with one of my coworkers. we have had the idea for a while and are finally getting the ball rolling any advice mm. well first of all that's really exciting um god there's so much advice that i feel like i could give like that could be a month's worth of podcast episodes Um, I would say be prepared that this is a labor of love for a while and it really requires a lot of time, attention, energy, planning, um, so much more than I really ever expected. Um, be patient like things aren't always going to come easily and there's definitely a learning curve. When I started, there really wasn't a lot of information out on the internet um, about how to start a podcast. And so I really self-taught by, I watched so many YouTube videos and studied other podcasts to try and figure out like what they were doing, were they following formats, like what is the secret? And it was really a lot of trial and error. So just have grace with yourself too and just know that like your first episode is not going to be your best episode. Your 10th episode is not going to be your best episode. Your 20th episode might not be your best episode. But the more you do it and the more consistent you are with it, you're always going to be improving and you're always going to be like, oh, I I felt good about that or, oh, next time I want to try this a different way or I think I like this area more. And it's really just if you can follow that path of, what am I learning each time I'm doing this? I think it'll make the experience so much more enjoyable. And don't put like pressures of timelines on yourself for I have to meet this mark by this date and whatever. Like it's very um, 
I just think those are the wrong things to focus on because you're going to you're going to deter yourself. Focus on what you love and keep going down that path um, and interact with your audience as much as you can, because they at the end of the day, if you don't have listeners, you don't have a podcast and um, they have great feedback. Like you guys always have the best feedback for me. And so I love hearing from you. And so I would say that was a lot. But like I said, there's a lot. Yeah. Yeah. I'd, I'd start there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I feel like that was a well-rounded answer. Oh, thank you. Mm-hmm. Okay. This one's a longer one. Okay. I've been dating this guy for about three months and so far all green flags except for one. He shares a dog with his ex-girlfriend. They previously lived together and that's when they got the dog. When they decided to split about 10 months ago, they agreed to share the dog. They alternate weeks but are also pretty communicative and have the other watch her when one another are out of town. I'm the first girl he's really dated after her, so this is also new to him in navigating this. He admits it's a weird situation, but also loves his dog, so he's trying to make it work. I haven't asked many questions about the relationship because I don't want to pry, but I also obviously know they have a history and they see each other every week. Should I be making a bigger deal out of this, asking more info, or keep rolling until there is an issue? Mm. Okay. Okay. I have a few thoughts about this one. So, definitely a tricky situation. So, I don't think you're wrong in feeling conflicted on, on what to do. My advice here would be... I think you just need to communicate the way that you are feeling with him. Um, In a relationship, you should feel safe to have conversations, and I think you deserve answers. Um, If you're feeling some type of way and if you just need some clarification on on things and that would make you feel better, then I think that's what you should do. Um, I always think honesty is the best policy, and you've said that he is nothing but green flags so far. So... Based on that, I would assume he would be open to having a conversation. Um, And if you go into it open-minded and not, you know, judgmental or jealous or things like that, um, I think that can always help where it's just like, hey, I just, I'm curious about this. I know that this is the situation. Sometimes I feel a little uncomfortable. I just, I'd like to know a little bit more for my own peace of mind. And if he really is the guy for you, then he will respect that and he will give you the answers that you need. Totally. All right. Next one. Okay. I just got a new job, but after working from home since 2020, I finally have to go into an office, which means I actually have to get dressed every day. From what I've gathered, work dress code seems casual. There were people wearing jeans around the office when I went into my interview, but everyone definitely read polished. For context, I'll be working at a social media agency. Everyone was dressed trendy. I'm not comfortable putting together outfits and would love any insight on purchasing pieces to wear to work. I'm already nervous about the new job and don't want what I wear every day to add more stress. Okay, well, I feel like you are asking the right girl. Um, My biggest thing when it comes to your closet is I don't think that you really need to go out of your way to buy trends or 
make yourself into something that you're uncomfortable with just because it's what other people um, in your environment are wearing. And so the best advice I feel like I could give you is to really focus in and buy quality basics. Um, a really nice pair of trousers like Oakenfort have great affordable trousers that I love. Um, skims, I will always, always, always be a fan of skims. I'm wearing multiple pieces from them at the moment. Um, great t-shirts, great bodysuits, great, you know, um, tank tops, which are really nice for layering. You can always layer m multiple different colors of um, bodysuits or tank tops or whatever under blazers. Um, and you can get fairly decent quality blazers from like Azara. Um, you don't have to go out and spend tons and tons of money. Like if you kind of gravitate towards a certain color palette, like you can stay in that realm. Um, I don't think you need to go out and buy a whole new wardrobe, but if you can get pieces, like I said, like bodysuits that can be worn multiple ways, you'll get more use out of your closet than if you were to buy a bunch of like one-off fast fashion Forever 21 H&M pieces. They're gonna fall apart on you and you're gonna get sick of wearing them because they're usually so specific. So I would go the classic route. Um, and if I were going to suggest some pieces, it would be trousers. If you have to wear heels at the office, like a good pump or a pointy toe flat is always a great option. Um, if you are allowed to wear denim, definitely invest in your denim. That's like my biggest thing always is denim. Um, I love Rag and Bone. I love Seven for All Mankind. I love Redone, a Goldie. Um, and if those are out of your price range, Abercrombie does a pretty decent job of, with denim and sometimes even Zara. Um, a few t-shirts in different cuts, like maybe you want a little bit oversized, maybe you want a scoop neck, maybe you want a v-neck, um, and then some blazers in different colors, different lengths, things like that. Um, and I really think you can do a lot with mixing and matching a blazer with a trouser or denim, um, a, a black dress or something like that. I think you could get a lot of wear out of that without feeling like you're not comfortable in what you're wearing. Totally. And things that just work together so that you don't have to think that much yeah. about it. Totally. Like almost capsule wardrobe is, I guess, what people would really specifically call that. Um, but I wouldn't focus on needing to build a capsule wardrobe. Just focus on quality basics. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Plus, you can always adjust over time. Totally. Yeah. You'll start to notice where there's gaps and you're like, oh, I could use, you know, whatever. And then over time, you just add it to your closet. Mm. Okay. I've always had my natural dark brown hair, but am inspired by old pics of blonde Selena Gomez. Seriously, I've been thinking about it since she did it years ago. I've been craving a change, but also just so nervous about damaging my hair and also not feeling like myself with a drastic change, but I can't stop thinking about it. And it's just hair, right? Okay. I feel mm, I feel conflicted about this because I feel like I've had hair trauma <laughs> in my life <laughs> on multiple occasions. Um and so on one hand I get like it is just hair, it does grow back. Um 
but it is also such like a huge part of your identity. And if you don't feel comfortable leaving the house with the way you look, that can also be difficult. I think if I were you, I would one, talk to your stylist because they will know like what your hair can and can't handle. Um, And so they might be able to help guide you. Two, because it is such a drastic change, I would maybe like test out a wig or something like just to see if if while you have it on, you're like, oh, yeah, this does look great on me. I do feel good in this. Um, And then third, I would say take it in baby steps, like maybe like slowly go blonde instead of all at once. Um, And you can see how you're feeling with the transition so you don't feel like oh my god huge identity change all at once it's gradual and it's easier to correct if you don't love it yeah totally it's a process going blonde i don't think i could ever do it again i don't know if (laughs) jill i know listens and she i don't know if she'd even let me go back to blonde because it I don't want to scare you, but it like it destroyed my hair for mm-hmm. a few years. Yeah. Yeah. Not for everyone. Not for everyone, but for some people. And it could be for you. So I don't want to like mm-hmm. I don't want to scare you, but I would I would approach it cautiously. I'm at the age where all my friends are getting married. My husband and I got married five years ago, shortly after graduating from college. My husband and I both switched careers during the pandemic. And he is now going back to school. So we live off of my entry-level income, which is tight. I'm in three weddings in the next year, meaning three bachelorette parties. Most of my friends are more established in their career. Love that for them. So they are wanting to do killer bachelorette parties. Places they have thrown around are Cabo, Miami, etc. I already know there's no way I can afford all these trips. How do I tell them? How do I pick and choose who's to go to, who's not? Mm. this is tricky um and I've been there like it is expensive when people get married especially if there's like destinations involved and so I can empathize with you um on that I think my biggest piece of advice again goes back to advice I gave earlier is I think honesty is the best policy and having a conversation with everyone um and being like, hey, this is where I'm at. This is how I'm feeling. I would love to be a part of it if it is something you would love to be a part of. But I just don't know if like this is going to work. And just really have those honest conversations. And I know it's hard sometimes to have those with people, and especially like, oh, but it's my wedding and it's a once in a lifetime. You know, you got to trust your gut too. And just like if it every night is making you anxious, if your stomach's in a knot, if um, you're just worried constantly about money, like that's not fun. And I would say, you know, there are plenty of other trips and vacations and moments in life that you can be a part of. Um, So don't feel like this is all the eggs have to be in this basket or like never again. Am I, are you going to get that opportunity? Um, but you got to do what's right for you at the end of the day. And sometimes that means hurting somebody else's feelings, which is hard. 
but you need to be able to go to sleep at night and feel comfortable. So I would suggest having those conversations and seeing what their responses are and then deciding from there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's tricky. It is tricky. That's I sympathize for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Let's take one more question for today. Okay. There's actually two that are pretty similar, so I'll go ahead and read them both. The first one says, advice on moving, crying emoji. You've helped me a lot. It's just such a long transition from Florida to California. And the second one says, when slash how did you know it was time to move to a new city? I've been wanting to move from my hometown, but nervous to make the move and not even sure where I'd move to. I just feel held back by my hometown and feel a new city would bring new energy. Mm, Okay. I really, 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 really listen to my intuition. Um, and sometimes it starts as like a little nudge, like a little like, oh, maybe that could be a possibility. Um, but I've found with me on the things that I've taken action on, it's that little voice gets bigger and bigger and more frequent. And I always think to myself, like, this is coming up for a reason. Like, there's a reason that I'm feeling like this or that I'm feeling called somewhere to do something. Um, And so I really try to trust that. I also think, um, and this might sound, like, very cliche, but, like, when you know, you know. Like, you just, I got to a point where I was like, I know that I've felt this way for a while and, and I like, it's now or never. Um, and that to me was cut, like, you can always move back. Like nothing's really permanent. It might, you know, cost you some money and time and energy, but you can always go back. Like if you hate it, if you don't like it. And that's what I always tell myself with most things. It's like nothing's permanent unless you really make it permanent. And so that kind of can help take the pressure off of it. I will also say that because you mentioned um, wanting new energy, a new city will bring new energy. But there's a saying like, wherever you go, there you are for a reason. If you're also not changing your own energy in the new city, it might feel new and fresh at first. But after a while, it will feel the same to you because you haven't changed. And so if you're looking for change because you need change, I would ask yourself first, do I need change because I really do feel called to this place? Or do I need change because I'm being called to change something within myself? Um, And I would sit down and try to decipher the difference between those two and you might not get an answer immediately like there's no need to rush decisions like that um I didn't rush a decision like it's something that had been on my mind for a, at least if not over a year um and I just I just knew like I got to a place where I knew and so but I was patient with it I didn't force things and so that 
hopefully answers your question or gives you some sense of direction. But yeah, that's, that's my advice for that one. Mm-hmm. Really good questions. I feel yeah. honored to like give advice to you and that you trust me with giving advice. Um, growing yeah, up, and I... There... Oh, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say there were a lot of good ones. And so if we didn't answer them now, we'll answer them next time. Oh, totally. Like this is, I would love to do one of these once a month, but we got to, we got to look at the schedule. But yeah, this was really fun. And it's fun to like hear from you guys and answer things and um, just different situations. So thank you for sending them all in. That form lives in the show notes of every episode so as you have situations come up or questions go ahead and just add them in there um because they just live in there and then as we do more and more episodes we'll go through them and i will eventually get to them um but yeah this was really fun yeah yeah it was fun but just again disclaimer (laughs) i cannot be held responsible for anything you guys do because I'm not Mm -hmm. qualified I just can give you my two cents you take it with a grain of salt and keep me posted maybe we should create a form where people can give updates wait that would be fun I think I let's do that okay because I am curious me too I'm gonna add I'll create a form for you guys that'll also always live in the show notes and as um you have life updates share them in there because then we can go back and talk about that with everybody because I think anybody listening would be curious to hear wait yeah that would be so fun okay all right that's in the works all right we're gonna end this episode here thank you guys um I will see you all next Tuesday This has been a 58 Ember production. For more shows, please visit the 58 Ember channel, 58ember.com, or find us at 58 Ember Media on socials.